Welcome to this bonus episode of Everyday Truth. Our genuine desire is to provide biblical content for sincere listeners to become better servants of Jesus Christ. I hope this episode helps you to do just that. God bless you, my friends. Hey guys, welcome. I'm here in my car. In the spirit of full disclosure, I am in a mall parking lot, which is kind of empty to be honest with you, but I wanted to find a quiet place to talk to you about the five important questions that we ought to ask ourselves when it comes to making a big decision in life. How, how many of us had, have made decisions that have come back to haunt us because we just made that decision impetuously or uninformedly, if that's a word? And how can we make better decisions, especially about the big decisions of our life? I love the passage in Acts chapter 13, and you might wanna read it in conjunction with uh, this little talk. But in Acts 13, verses one through four, uh, two men made a really big decision in their lives. Uh, their, their names were Barnabas and Saul. Paul and Barnabas, you know them better as. And they made the decision to leave their church, <clears throat> to leave their ministry position, uh, to go on the first missionary journey, to embark upon this journey to the island of Cyprus and beyond to places like Galatia. I mean, it was a huge decision that involved a lot of risk. And yet before they made that decision, there are some key components uh, that are that were there that I think uh, serve as a great template for you and me if we're gonna make big decisions in our life. So uh, what are they? Number one, I find it interesting that Par Barnabas and Saul did not make the decision on their own. So my, my first question is this, have you considered the multitude of counselors in your decision-making. If you read Acts 13, you'll find that Barnabas and Saul were among five of the leadership team there at the church at Antioch. And these were godly men. Uh, these were men that loved the Lord, they loved the word of God, and they were willing to speak into the lives of Barnabas and Saul. Interestingly, God confirmed his will, not just to Barnabas and Saul, but to these other leaders in the confines of their local church. And I think it's so important for us to look for that kind of counsel, the kind of counsel where we're talking to people who love God and know us, or we can reverse that, they know us and they love God. How important is that to seek that kind of counsel? These were men of devotion, men of diversity. If you wanna see something really interesting, study who those five people were in Acts 13 and verse one. And you'll find they come from different backgrounds. Uh, they perhaps have different perspectives. They're different ages. And yet they all love the Lord. They all love the word of God. And they were all able to speak into Barnabas and Saul's decision. And I would say this to you. If you're about to make a big decision, get other godly people who know you, who love God, involved in that decision to help you. There's safety, the Bible says, in the multitude of counsel. I think secondly, if we're talking about questions before we make a big decision, I think secondly, we ought to ask ourselves this question, am I faithfully serving God right where I am? Am I serving God today? Understand that big decisions put us in different places. Sometimes we decide to move 
uh, put us in different jobs. That's a big decision to go to a different job site, a different career. These are big decisions. Am I going to get married? Where will I go to college? These are huge decisions. And understand this, that wherever you go, whatever new relationships you form, that's important because ministry is all about people. And what I find in Acts 13 is that Barnabas and Saul, they were already serving God where they were. The Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, as they, as they were serving, that's when God was speaking. And that's the way God always speaks. God is not bound to show us his will about a big future decision if we're not busy today obeying all of the small things that we already know God wants us to do. So ask yourself the pointed question, am I faithfully serving God where I currently am? Okay, here's a third question. Am I willing to say no to myself? Now, I know that sounds like a strange question, but am I willing to say no to myself? And what I mean by that is the Bible says that they prayed and fasted. They were willing temporarily to go without food. Uh, They were willing temporarily to go without what their body needed because there was something more important than what their body needed, and that's what their soul needed. And I think fasting in our life is a time when we give credence to that fact that God, I need you and I need your will and I need your answers and I need you, like the psalmist said, more than I need my necessary food. And fasting is a discipline that Jesus expects in our life. That's why he said in Matthew chapter six, when ye fast, not if ye fast, but when ye fast, this ought to be a discipline. And really what does fasting do? Fasting is a time when we say no to ourselves so that we can say yes to that which is most important. I think that's a great template in making decisions. Is the decision I'm making right now a decision for what feels good to me, what's easier for me, what's more comfortable to me? Or is this a decision that I'm making because I really believe God wants me to do this? Now, I can't entirely understand the will of God for my life until I'm willing first to say no to myself. Perhaps that's why Jesus said that the requisite of discipleship is deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. It begins with self, not fulfillment, but self-denial. How many decisions do we make just because we want to fulfill ourselves or satisfy ourselves? That's probably not a good reason to make a big decision, okay? Uh, Number four, what's a fourth question we can ask ourselves in ascertaining God's will and making a big decision, okay? Here it is, ready? Have I sincerely prayed? Now, I know that sounds pretty basic, like, okay, uh, Kurt, you're telling me to pray. Yeah, I, I really am. You know why? Because it's amazing how often we don't consult the Lord in prayer. I, I like what James told us. You have not because ye ask not. One great uh, preacher from yesteryear said, all of our prayer, all of our failures are prayer failures. And the Bible teaches us that God is willing and able to lend us his perspective if we would but ask for it. And so we ask for wisdom. Why? Because we need it and he gives it to us liberally and he doesn't upbraid us for coming. I wonder today how many times we make decisions with a lack of wisdom simply because we've not asked God to help. 
Oh God, help me. Oh God, give me wisdom. Oh God, help me to see your view, your perspective in this situation that I need to make this big decision. That would be a great prayer. Okay, number five, and lastly, do I or am I in tune with the voice of the Holy Spirit? Now, I don't want to get mystical because I don't know what the Holy Spirit's voice sounds like. Okay, I don't know if it's deep or I don't know if it's silent or quiet. I don't know. But, but when I say the voice of the Holy Spirit, I'm speaking to the passage itself because in the passage it says, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. So the Holy Ghost spoke. Now, I'm always a little bit leery when people say to me, well, God said to me, I'm leery of that. I think God has spoken in his complete revelation in his word. But does that mean that God does not lead and guide about decisions and and moving choices and job choices uh, outside of his word? Of course he does. He uses his word, brings it to bear upon our choices. So I guess the larger question is, how does the Holy Spirit speak. I'll give you two maybe guardrails to to ascertain the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number one, understand that the Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. Jesus himself said that there in that upper room, John 14, 15, 16. He will speak not of himself, but of me. So ask yourself the question, is the decision I'm making going to help me to glorify Jesus better? Is this decision more glorifying to the Lord? I think a lot of times the decisions we're about to make are not glorifying to God. So let that be a filter. But not only does the Holy Spirit glorify Jesus, understand this, the Holy Spirit is always going to speak in concert with the Word of God. Remember, it is by the Spirit of God that we understand the Word of God. So if God is leading you to make a big decision, or if you feel like you need to make a big decision, always understand that you are not the exception to the rule. And that decision must abide by the principles and precepts of God's word. God will never lead you apart from his word. So it's important to be in the word. I'm not talking about hunting and pecking for some mysterious verse that somehow you can make to apply to your situation. No, that's that's eisegesis. That's reading into the Bible what's not there. But what I would say is if you're making a, a big decision, boy, spend extra time in God's word. Read in your current Bible reading, God, help me to see, help me to know. Bring your word to bear upon my decision and he'll help you. Take a moment, review those five questions. I'll try to put them in the notes so they're easy to find. But thank you uh, for listening today. I know it's kind of our day off Saturday, but I appreciate you giving giving me this time. And we'll see you again uh, next episode. God bless you, my friends.